Park happened. Someone set up us the bond. We get signal. What? Main screen turn on. It's you. How are you gentlemen? All your base are belong to us. You are on the way to destruction. What you say? You have no chance to survive make your time. Ha ha ha. clear about this it's game night not game night ot and that music that we uh, just brought you in on I, I i'm getting a little lesson as we go along here dave kaufman jay farrar and marco polo here with you jay you seem to have some knowledge of what's going on here because i have no clue yeah i might have had to look up uh, wikipedia but i i didn't i thought about it and this is a video game i don't remember that i think marco's looking it up right now okay. it's a video game that was released in the late 80s or early 90s and it was so badly translated that one of the... I mean, Marco, you have more it's information. It's called Zero Wing. Yeah. came out in the early 90s on Sega. Yeah. 91. Any and idea what you had to do in that game? I mean, I'm, I'm wing, I'm assuming some sort of flight, but... Well, apparently when you lose the game, and I guess all you your lose base your belongs base, to us? all your base now belongs to us, uh, or belongs to us. All your base. All your base. Yeah. Like every uh, first, second, and third. Right. All your base. Yeah, and this is not a street drug type game. This is actually a, <laughs> a real kind of sci-fi game. And somebody so thought... It's like your army base belongs yeah. to us. Yeah, so somebody thought, I'm going to make a... I'm uh, adding an S in there so that it says belongs and not belong. Yeah, yeah, belong to us. Belongs to us. So they decided to make a remix out of it. Some DJ who has a lot of time on his hand made this wonderful, wonderful display of music which you are listening to right now. On game night on TSN 690, welcome one and all. Kaufman filling in for Thomas. Mr. Farrar, how are you, sir? I'm very well, very well. Glad you, to be uh, back. Are you a little confused not being behind the board right now? I don't know what time it is right now. <laughs> I've been I've been here, you know, about three weeks straight. Hey, listen, I love it. I'm enjoying it immensely. I'm learning. I'm Good. having a lot of fun. I did the morning show You're with Tony. You're butt, too, you know. Thanks, man. You're doing very well. I'm loving listening to you on the radio, man. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, uh, I'm glad that... Uh, they gave me a, a place here where I can uh, shine a little bit for a couple of weeks and fill in for uh, Sean Starr, which I did. And uh, I am uh, I had a really, really great time with Tony and Eric and Rick and Elliot and everybody else I co-hosted with in the last three weeks. And, you know, since Sean went off and, and broke 80 last week yeah, apparently. golfing, yeah. maybe uh, maybe he's off to the, to the pros. Maybe yeah. there'll be a spot for you, Jay. He's good. He's he, good. He's good. 
I guess I should root for him. Then. Well, I, I, I'd bet on <laughs> if him. If he breaks off to the pros, he sure as hell ain't staying here. I can tell you that. <laughs> I would definitely put some money down on Sean Starr being a, an able golfer. And, I didn't know he was that good of a golfer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I found out he shot a 77 last week. Wow. Pre- pretty serious stuff. Yeah. So, And he, he golfs every single day. Every day. So um, for, for, during his vacation, he was golfing every day. Okay, so Elliot Price golfs every single day when he's not on vacation, right? I know that when I went to the Joey Elias tournament last, I saw week, you there, and we saw Elliot. Wa- we, we we golfed together. We Let's golfed not together. Make this we saw, here. yeah, we saw Elliot, <laughs> and apparently Elliot said he did thirty-four holes that day. Wow! Which after four, I'm done. Well, so I don't know how you do 34. I only got through 15 before I had to bail. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Sucked. Yeah. Yeah, and it just got worse, Dave. With me. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Then the last three holes took like, what, an hour and a half? Yeah, well, you, you played a solid game that day. You, you were very good. My brother was very good. I was awful. Yes, he was. Your I brother was, was terrible, great. terrible that day until I finally started to get it. But... You'd lose your patience and then you'd come back. Yeah. And that was, I'm done, I'm done. Oh, I'm back, baby. Yeah. That was kind of the J-Fro yes. ma- mantra of the day. On the green and one. Man, that was fun. Yeah, that I, was fun. I enjoyed it. And being out there with Chef from uh, from Montebello was a real pleasure as well. And yeah, I had to run back here. I had to go do the exchange. But uh, great times. I'm sure I missed a good dinner. Yeah, you did. You don't remember. No, no, I remember. <laughs> you were the MC. <laughs> I'm one of the ones. I'm one of the ones that remembers. Okay. There good. are others who are not so lucky. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, it and we'll leave it at that. Done. Done. Yeah. Our thanks to Joey for a wonderful tournament. It was a blast. Yeah. Um, Jay, did you see the Gazette today? Mike Schmidt with the op-ed about how Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Chiming in yeah. for his, his old teammate. The byline, Mike Schmidt, Associated Press. Okay. Never thought I'd see the day. Um, I'm. I want your take. On Pete Rose. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this before over the years. Over the years, That we've yeah. done this show. Uh, I guess it's back in the news now because we're going to have a new commissioner well, in baseball. Selig's retiring. A and, new and I dictatorship guess moves in. Maybe there's an idea that, like the way that a president has their pardons at the end of a term, right. that maybe Selig will do something merciful yeah. towards Rose. But there's one thing that, I, that continues to stick with me. It is assured according to the Dowd Report, according to everybody, even Schmidt talks about it in the piece today in the Gazette, Pete Rose only bet on his team when he thought they were going to win. Isn't a non-bet like telling the bookies that they're going to lose? Yeah. So then you can't use that as the argument. I don't even know how that... The the point is he bet. It doesn't matter whether, whether it was to win or... And how do you know... How do you know he's meeting a bookie at a bar somewhere and he says, "Listen, give me this, give me, you know, give me, you know, give me 5,000 on this game, give me this." And how do you know what's going on? And even if he was, the point is he's meeting with a bookie and he's be- betting on baseball. Let's get that out of the way. It's 20 it's it, and and that's fine. It's 25 years ago. We've all made our mistakes. Let him in the Hall of Fame, whatever. It doesn't matter. For me, it doesn't matter about uh, his face being on the plaque or not. I know that we, when we went down to see Andre Dawson in the Hall of Fame, the first thing we saw when we came in was a huge spread, a huge poster of Pete Rose yep. in a Montreal Expos outfit with numerous other small pictures of him. There was a huge, huge mosaic of Pete Rose. Oh, he's all over that building. When he's you just walk not in. in the Hall of, with the plaques. What's the difference? What is the difference except for Pete Rose? See, that's where the punishment is. 
that he doesn't get to put HOF when he autographs his, uh, you know, and he sells his merchandise and the, the from across the street from the Hall of Fame, right? When it's in some, yeah, in a shopping mall, yeah, or whatever much, he's right. doing in Las Vegas, which he was doing for a while yep. too. I don't know if he's still doing, yeah, in that. a strip mall. In the end, it doesn't matter to the fan because he's in the Hall of Fame. He's all over the place in the Hall of Fame. All his numerous records are intact. There's no asterisks next to his records because everything that he did wrong in baseball was post-career. Yeah, it was in his the very small time when he was a manager. So as a player, there's nothing to indicate that he ever bet on baseball. There's no, no you know, you, you know, guilty. I mean, innocent until proven guilty. Well, it's and never been alleged. It's never been alleged. Right. You know, it ha- he hasn't even been accused. He's been accused of being a womanizer and an alcoholic, but that doesn't matter he's because- He's been accused of being a baseball player? Yes, he's been accused of being a baseball player. Absolutely. So that doesn't matter. He hasn't done anything that's tarnished his career. His numbers are intact. His numbers are for real. I mean, since when do we get to pick and choose uh, uh, according to ethic? You what, know? Who goes in? Who goes in? We and who absolutely doesn't. started. We started doing that a few years. We started ago. doing that in 1990. That's when we started doing that. Well, I mean, other than Shoeless Joe, yeah, yeah. I mean, with a couple of exceptions. In fact, you see more now. Mm-hmm. If if we if I told 15 year old Jay Farrar, yes, that Rafael Palmeiro wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, that Barry Bonds wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, that Roger Crazy. Clemens wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, I'd say you're insane, future man. Go back to where you're from. <laughs> Get back into your time machine. And leave me alone. It's weird that you came and talked to me about this. It is a little weird. Of, I, of all the things to come and tell you about the future. I don't believe your lies. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe your future lies, <laughs> spaceman. Go back to where you're from. I probably would have made you stop caring about baseball right then and there. Yeah, until I realized what happened. So those guys are going to suffer for a long time. I mean, man, if it's any indication about Pete Rose, right. he bet on baseball. None. I mean, he didn't do anything to enhance his game as far as we know. Hey, um, Tim Raines is, has essentially been blackballed from the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody wants to say it, but I mean, let's be honest 100%. about it. For, it's for a- having a Coke problem in the early 1980s, something, a similar fate that befell Hall of Famer Paul Molitor, and there's only one real difference between the two, and it's that Reigns was a better player. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can think of one other difference. Yeah. I mean, it depends how you see the Hall of Fame. Do you See, I'd like to see the Hall of Fame not as a place where you put up heroes to worship. I like to see the Hall of Fame as a museum. And it's it's, how it should be. That's how it should be. When you put the plaque up there, well... Put an explanation next to it. Tell us about his career. Tell us the bad things he did. Tell us the good things he did. But tell us what he did for the game and how he was involved in the game as a historic figure. Since when do we need to put a I mean, this is an old this is an old adage. This is an old an ancient way of thinking. And this, of course, came in 1939 in the supposed 100 year anniversary of Major League Baseball, Abner Doubleday and all that. Right. They decided right. we're going to get. Let's make a myth. Yeah, we're going to get 12, 13 guys together. We're going to put them all in the Hall of Fame, all the, the biggest names from the first half century or, you know, in the late 1880s. We're going to get them all in there. And it's and it becomes this kind of Wheaties box kind of you got to worship these guys until you figure out later on, because at the time the media wouldn't talk about these guys personal life. No. No, but anybody's personal lives. The, the media cycle is completely changed. Yes. So as far as the kids knew. These guys were wholesome apple pie Americans, family men who never touched a drink, who went to church every Sunday. This I don't is think as far as we bought know. that about the babe, but go on. 
Well, he was he <laughs> or was Ty the, Cobb, who was the idol of millions play. of kids everywhere. Of course he was. You know, of I guess they were was. a little forgiving to the babe because he dominated the game so much to the point that, you know, people turned a blind eye to it. Right. Like MJ. So it depends what you want your Hall of Fame to be. If you want it to be a museum, then you have to put everybody in there. And it is part museum. And, well, and the museum part, I'm not faulting. I think the museum part is fantastic. Yeah. My issue is- It is, is the best part of the hall. Oh, I didn't incredible. even go to the room with the plaques. Well, it's just a bunch of plaques. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's just a bunch of plaques, and it's cool to see Gary Carter's, and it was cool to see Andre Dawson go so, up that they're day. They're so badly made. They look terrible. They don't look <laughs> like the player. You know? They're badly sculpted. They're all they're, There's so many of them that you kind of- you're kind of overwhelmed, and there's just too much detail, and you can't really focus on I don't one know, of them. There's something kind of cool about how how each class goes up on the same, you know. So you have just you, you go around the room year. and you see different guys, and there's yeah, something yeah. to to me. There's something very special about that. Right. Look, I think Rose should be in. I do. And I'm saying that with authoritative. Marty! Hollywood music behind me. Marty! <laughs> Rafael Palmero's not going to make the Hall of Fame. What? Say what? <laughs> Quick to the DeLorean. Torben Rolfson's up next on Game Night on TSN 690. This is Game Night with Eric Thomas on TSN 690. Filling in today is Dave Kaufman. Follow him on Twitter at The Kaufman Show. Filling in today is Jay Farrar. Follow him on Twitter at The Farrar Side. Welcome back. It's game night on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar, Marco Polo. Let's get on with the funny. It's time. He joins us every Monday on TSN 690. From Vancouver, he's the resident Kaufman show comedian. He's on a little early tonight, and so are we. It's Torben Rolfson. Hello, Torben. Jay, Dave, how are you guys doing? We're great. How are you? I'm doing well. What's going on, man? Well, for the record, uh, I don't want to get into the details at the moment, but I think Pete Rowe should be in the hall as well. I, uh, I'm happy that, that we're all on the same side on you this. You just need to make a little notation to explain to people who are touring that what he did, but he should still be there. Yeah, and I the same with Bonds, the same with anybody else. Put Make the plaques transparent. Museum. Put like something a museum. On the, put something on the plaque that says right. how great Mickey Mantle would have been right. if he hadn't, you Historically know. accurate. Right, right. Yeah. But that's well, not something well, that they that they do home. very much. Mantle was still great despite whatever he was doing. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. So I've been watching a lot of preseason NFL. Have you guys been? Uh, is no, I haven't. To be honest with you, I've been paying attention for fantasy purposes. But right. you know, there was a, a, a Saints game on the other night, and I, yeah. I consciously decided not to watch it. I'm like, I'm, my life is about to be completely enveloped by the National Football League, and I will take a okay. little bit of time before it starts. But that doesn't mean I can't laugh at the jokes. Well, I'm looking forward to you guys uh, with the football this fall. You know, every time Michael Sam sacks Johnny Manziel, a TMZ sports intern gets his wings. 
Manziel seems to have more hand signals than Marley Matlin. Oh, man. <laughs> How about that Browns QB competition? It's moving forward with all the pace of the CFL East race. Oh, God. Ooh. The NFL, of course, is reportedly uh, asking potential Super Bowl halftime acts to pay to perform. Maybe they should do the same with Manziel. <laughs> Stop spending your money in Vegas and pay to play. <laughs> Did you see they're already uh, replacing part of the turf at the 49ers' new Levi's Stadium? Yeah. Well, they, go through, uh, they go through grass faster than Steelers' running backs. <laughs> You just know one of these meathead NFL coaches like Jim Harbaugh. I'm not saying, you know, obviously he's a good coach, but still, they can be meatheads, gym teachers. You know, after the 49ers' first big win of the season and Gatorade chowder, shower, he's going to nominate three other guys. <laughs> and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders beat the BC Lions in the George Zimmer Bowl. <laughs> you know, one day you'll learn and stop telling CFL jokes on my show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Noted. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> and the Chicago Cubs uh, blew a game after their grounds crew failed to center the tarp over Wrigley Field's diamond. Worst rollout since Windows ME. Nice. <laughs> Monet Davis, what an amazing story. Only lasted two and a third innings in her last Little League World Series start. The SI coveraging strikes again. I was wondering about that when they put her on the cover. Yeah, Nevada was Mobetta. Wow. Uh, the NHL. <laughs> Jay, go ahead. <laughs> Remember, Torben? Dave said it was funny time at the beginning of the segment. <laughs> the NHL announced change in its draft lottery starting next spring. Instead of 25%, Buffalo has a 20% chance of winning. <laughs> What's going on here tonight? <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks Young Stars Tournament begins September 12th, and for the first time in years, they'll be able to ice more than one squad. There you go. Should make for a better competition. And I saw the New York Times cited a study that Neanderthals in Europe died out thousands of years earlier than previously thought. Nonsense. I've been to soccer games in England. Wow. <laughs> And finally, TSN today expanded from two channels to five. Ice fishing inches ever closer to a profession. <laughs> there you go. We can dream, Torben. We can dream. Right. Anything going on this week, Torben? Nope. Just hanging out and relaxing. All right. Well, enjoy it, man. <laughs> uh, enjoy the last few days of August. It should be fun. Yeah. You guys, how are things there? Busy. Busy. Yep. Uh, Jay, Jay and I have both uh, moved Just hanging in. out and relaxing. We've moved yeah. into the radio station. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. We, we look forward to November good. when we can work on our tans mm-hmm. in the Montreal uh, sun. Good. And uh, life's good. All right. Well, thanks, Torben. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, for sure. Have a great night, Montreal. All right. Thanks. F- follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. Marco Polo's got an update for you coming right up. 11 o'clock, you're not going to want to miss. You've been following all this Simpsons madness on Twitter? Or only when I tweet it. Only when you tweet it. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm... You know me, I'm not a big Simpsons guy, so... Well, then, then you're not going to enjoy our last hour tonight, Jay. Oh, okay. Because uh, a couple of years ago, you and I did a really special episode 
Yes, I was there, I know, so I can I enjoy you it. And I. If I'm there, it's more enjoyable. Fair enough. We paid tribute to Homer at the Bat, the mm-hmm. iconic softball episode of The Simpsons on its 20th anniversary. What a great show that was. It was. It was and, a and lot of fun. still is. And uh, tonight we're going to replay you our special episode. It was a, if you remember, Jay, it was a weird week for us to be doing comedy because it was the week that Gary Carter passed away. And we took the first hour of our show and talked about The Simpsons, and then we took the second hour of our show, and we talked about Gary Carter. Remember, uh, Steve Sachs helped us make the transition. He was the last interview in The Simpsons part, mm-hmm. and then he was the first interview in The Carter part. I'm excited to play it for you tonight. I think you guys will very much enjoy it. David Silverman, the, yeah, it was uh, really the guy who show. wrote the rule book on how The Simpsons are made. Yeah. Rick Miller, remember the impersonations, how much fun that was? Yes. Uh, Nick Dyka from Arkells, Andrew Buckholtz. Yeah. It was a pretty star-studded How did we fit lineup. all that in in an hour? It was, it was uh, on it a was conveyor a belt. Show. Yeah, yeah, it was I a very that. hectic night. And uh, we're going to hear that at 11 o'clock. So you awesome. guys are not going to want to miss it. Lots to come between now and then. Kaufman, Farrar, Marco Polo. It's game night. Happy time with this happy music. Hello, everybody. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar, Marco Polo, and now joining us, John Kakalakis. Hello, John. Good evening, gentlemen. I, w- I want to say something like, you've won a new car! Doesn't that fit with this? Yeah. Or third go. floor, please. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. No music in the elevators at Bell Media headquarters, though. No, but they have a really, really cool thing when you get out of the elevator. It's really awesome. It's hard to explain without seeing it. It's four light or a bunch of light panels for each radio station that's here. Yeah, and they seem to switch over intermittently, maybe yeah. every minute, minute and a half. Yeah, and then the light will change, and the light will be on it'll make TSN six ninety. Yeah, a little bit of a bang, boom. and then you'll hear us, and then yeah. it'll switch it's over. Really to cool. Something else. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, we're back. It's game night OT. Sorry, it's game night. Like there is no game night OT tonight. We're going to be re-airing. The Kaufman Show's 20th anniversary Homer at the Bat Simpson Spectacular in honor of the marathon that's been going nonstop on FXX. I think this is day five now. Marco, I know you've been paying attention to it. On what channel? A channel we don't get. Ah, so we'll never be able to watch Simpsons in syndication anymore? No, no, don't worry. We'll still be able to watch it. We just can't watch it along with everybody at the same time as everybody. That's what PVRs are for. You can watch anything you want, whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, but there's there's a whole communal thing to this. I don't like change. It's like watching sports, the <laughs> way we all watch sports change, at the yeah. same time. Who Nobody PVRs sports, right? It's un-PVRable. It's, well, it's PVRable. It just, then you have to isolate yourself from the world. It's one of, you get into one of those, uh, gee, the Mets really blew it this time, eh, Jerry? Moments? Those, those nine Mets. Those nine Mets, my favorite squadron. And I say we take a relaxed attitude towards work and watch the baseball match. Jay yeah. has no idea what we're talking about because he's in like nope. The Simpsons. I, I like The Simpsons, but... He knows of The Simpsons. Pre-1995. 
That's like, all we I, reference. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. yeah. We don't we don't go much deeper than that. Okay, it's rare that there's a post nineteen ninety five reference. We okay. are very much I, stuck in not, a certain era here. I'm not Jay. a head. I'm not a Simpsons head. I don't like. Is I'm that the not term? A, obsessed like with the way it. that a Dylan fan is called a Melnick. Is is it really? It's a. Head? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, I made that up a while ago. A Simpsons head. I'm not a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. But I. I I haven't watched it in a long time, and I never really got that into it. Although I do get some of the references that you guys say sometimes. I get it. I get it. I, like, I, Smithers, let have me the be a part of your world. Killed. <laughs> no, never seen that one. Yeah. The Ramones play at uh, Mr. Burns' birthday party. I think it was a birthday party. It was. Yeah. It uh, was. And if like, you could just turn your head to the left, the people of Australia <laughs> have joined hands <laughs> to write a message. No, I don't have the time. Uh, guys, I do want to talk a little bit of sports in this segment, if we may, because we will talk Simpsons for an hour, but it will be baseball-related. Uh, the Montreal Canadian season ticket uh, prices have come out again. And as a former season ticket holder who watched his prices climb and climb and climb and climb, I wonder how you feel about knowing that every year you're going up like 5%. Is this something that that fans should be upset about? I was watching this come out on Twitter during the week. And seeing the reactions, and a lot of the reactions were, well, I don't go to games anyway. That's for rich people. Uh-huh. Kind of disappointing, no? I wish that something could be done to make hockey not such an elitist sport in this city. And there are cheap tickets, and they are available. And they're in the sky, and it's the best place to sit in the Bell Center, and I love it. And the problem mm-hmm. is, they get bought up right away, and then they get sold for three times the price. Right. And there's really nothing you can do about it. It's the market. Yeah, the demand far outseeds uh, outruns the supply. Yeah, and people used to complain. Well, they don't have any family packages, and they don't have any family nights, and and this and that. Well, they have the Desjardins section, right? That's they a have family the, section. It is a family section, and it is quite worth it. Those tickets. I mean, sure. it's pretty much all you can eat, and uh, you know, and it's, it's and you get to yell old. at any jerk there. Hey, man, this is yeah. a family section. That's right, and it's kind of open to everybody, and there's a lot of space, a lot of you know, it's 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 a great place to watch the game. But you I know, love sitting up there, man. Demand is demand, Dave. I and- love sitting up there. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you're down low, you get a whole different view of the game. It's great. Everything's faster. Sure. You know, just the the seeing the whites of their eyes is, is something that's very, very cool. Sure. But when you're up top, the experience is just fantastic. And the what augments it is the fan base. Yeah. Because the fans that are in the upper bowl are so much louder and so much more into it than those that are sitting in the reds. It's not even comparable. Yeah. In the end, five percent is not going to change anything. They're they're pretty much out of reach of most most of the middle class or middle to lower class in this city. So it doesn't really matter. It's up to the people to decide what the prices are going to be. If the team doesn't perform well, then don't attend. And I'm not saying you shouldn't attend. I'm not. Well, saying that's what that, happened. The last time the Habs were it's mediocre, supply and demand. Yeah, it's there supp- were tickets available. It's supply and demand. Look what's happening to the impact. And to the Alouettes, it's yeah, but insane. let's no, 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 very, di- very different. But they're affordable tickets. Yes and no, yes and no. It is surprisingly expensive to uh, get really good tickets for an Impact game or an Alouettes game. Really good ones. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the stadiums are—I mean, they're small. They're not, you know, everywhere you sit. Basically, football's hard though. Football is hard. There's not not really a vantage point. Maybe besides the. the the 55-yard line, where you can get a good idea of that's what's going be, on in the game. that's got to be a $100 ticket. Right. Right. Which Still. is what it costs to sit in the lower bowl at the Bell Center right. against the, you know, the mediocre team. Yeah. And that's another thing. The, the dynamic Tuesday, pricing. Tampa Bay game. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even a Tuesday Florida game. Right. 
the Tuesday Tampa Bay game, I think there's still some cachet because of all the stars who used to play for Tampa Bay that resonated here. Right. Um, no, look, it, it again, the market is what the market is, and, and I fully understand and accept that. I just, For me, the, the, the simplest answer would be this. Let's enable people to go to preseason games for nothing or relatively nothing. I find the forced charging of five exhibition games onto your season ticket package to be such a cash grab and right. so unfortunate. Why should you pay the same price? It's not the same thing. For a watered-down product. Completely. Yeah. For the Hamilton Bulldogs. And I know the league gets fined if you don't have X amount of players, but I don't know. I think... Let's ask Sam Bradford what he thinks about preseason sports. Oh, we don't have Sam Bradford with us right now? No? Okay. <laughs> he didn't... I don't know. Somebody. That's didn't. not the sound of Sam Bradford being dropped in I don't, every fantasy football league? No. Yeah. I, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. You can't give it all in the preseason. Yeah. Because you'll screw your team if you end up getting hurt. The loudest the only a- guys ACL who are trying, tear of all time. The yeah. guys who are trying hardest. The best player in the preseason last year for the Montreal Canadiens. Bourneval. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, was it that he was so great or was it that nobody else was caring? Yeah. Because he knew he could make the team if he played like it was the playoffs. But that's a great angle that you bring up. I what? mean, if, if, you, if you're going to gouge the prices if you're going to go up five percent well you got to find a way to accommodate the people and you're right maybe exhibition is the time that they can do something you know when i had season tickets and i would give away the exhibition games to people who had never been to the bell center Mm -hmm. the appreciation the the level of enjoyment went up so much right when i took a friend to an exhibition game who'd been to a million games it was there was no resonance it Mm -hmm. did the Bell Center, going to a game still means something to people. And I think that as it becomes more and more out of reach, you have to find ways to allow everybody to feel that feeling. This is Game Night on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Welcome back. It's 1048. Jay and I have some news with the uh, impending arrival of Monday Night Football and the undefined start times that we've had for the last three years on the Kaufman Show that go along with it. We've decided that we're going to put the show on hiatus until after the football season. So we thought it was important that for all of you that have been listening, and we know this is game night, not the Kaufman Show, but for all of you that have been listening to the Kaufman Show with us, staying up late with us, how much we appreciate it, and we'll be back. And if you miss us that much... Just tune into CJD, he'll be there. Jay and I will be on CJD tomorrow night from 7 to 10. And who knows what form we'll return in. Hopefully human form. Human form. (laughs) Plasma. Well, without any further apu... Torben's back. <laughs> you know, if I was a better public speaker. <laughs> no, we'll save that one for another time. But uh, a couple of years ago, Jay Farrar and I had the absolute honor and pleasure of doing a tribute show for the 20th anniversary of The Simpsons' iconic softball episode, Homer at the Bat. It was star-studded. It included a cast member 
from the Springfield Nine, it included the man who wrote the rule book for how the Simpsons are drawn and a couple of huge fans, including myself. Uh, Nick Dyka was on, Andrew Buckholtz was on, and uh, it was a blast. So we're going to play that for you now in honor of the uh, extreme Simpsons excitement that has been rocking North America in the last week, especially Twitter. And if you don't know what I'm, what I'm talking about, go to the Kaufman Show and tweet through my feed, check through my feed. Pretty cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, once again, we will be back. Deadlines will be met. And Jay and I will be on CJD tomorrow night at 7 o'clock.